Hello. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Crash, the Geeky Culture and Tech Show, episode 236, recorded on Sunday, the 3rd of February, 2019, at 12.35 and 24 seconds, about an hour later than I hoped I'd be recording, and I just popped a cold medicine, and I've got my Lucozade uh, right here, if you're <laughs> not from the UK, it's a sickly sweet glucosey drink, and I'm sipping that instead of a cocktail, which is probably a good thing. And yeah, I'm still calling the podcast Crash, which technically is an accurate shoehorning of Captain Roy's rocket radio show into a laboured acronym. But at least I don't have to keep saying that string of slightly embarrassing words every week. So live with it, love it, worship it, or tell me if you hate it. It wouldn't surprise me if I changed the title of the podcast again without warning because I just can't help myself. Not to worry though, the podcast feed is the same so you'll still get the shows no matter what lunacy I get up to with the title of this show. Although saying that, some of the feeds have broken, but the main ones like iTunes and the ones that rely on iTunes, like Stitcher, seem to be okay. Cocktail lounges, mammoths, what's going on, hmm? Okay, so, not the alcohol-drinking kind of cocktail lounge, although I won't stop you. As I said, it's a bit early, but I won't judge. You go straight ahead, swigging back your pangalactic goggle blaster, or your martini, or your G&T, I'll keep on sipping my Lucozade. Oh, how can I have another cold? And to top it off, although hopefully this shouldn't affect the podcast, I've got antibiotic drop in one eye because I've got conjunctivitis, and I now have definitive proof that the eyes and the nose and the throat are connected because after a few minutes... That lovely, bitter, hideous eye drop will work its way to the back of my throat. So it's just as well I have the Lucozade. So, not actually a cocktail lounge, but welcome to another ridiculous metaphor for the Sunday Natter to differentiate it from the other show I'm doing this week, more specifically to do with Vintage Doctor Who. Yeah, let that sink in for a bit. We're doing Doctor Who again. And let's just forget the Mammoth rewatch thingy. Look, Mammoths are still cool, but rewatching the entirety of Doctor Who in one month or however long that takes, non-stop, isn't going to happen. Just doing one show a week is enough without committing to an insane box-setting session that will leave me in hospital with blood pouring out of my eye sockets. Especially with my eyes sore as they are at the moment. I'm 
Yeah, I'm not sure if this Doctor Who thing will become, uh, well, a thing, but let's see how it goes. Though it will be nice to get back to talking about vintage Doctor Who, which I didn't think I would do for a while yet, because some of old Doctor Who can be a bit hard to watch, although it is entertaining. Sometimes it can feel like homework, but I'm glad I did, because the latest adventure that I'll be talking about soon is quite good, and really is genuinely entertaining. But more on that later, or at least in the next podcast. Also, I said I would release the next show on Monday in a tweet, but... You know what, why don't we try spreading that out a little? That way, if this does become a regular thing, we'll have two evenly spaced podcast episodes a week. And there'll be something for you to listen to all week long. Ah. Okay, just before the show, I put in my Sunday roast dinner. Which is a new thing that I'm doing and entirely irrelevant to this show. But I thought I'd just mention it (laughs) because it is unusual. The usual food thing for me is to eat badly until I feel terrible and then eat lots of vegetables. But I thought I'd try to maybe have a more human diet. Yes, I'm trying the human diet, puny humans. Ah, let's just get on with the show. I have been watching The Magicians, season four. And yeah, The Magicians is still hanging in there. I'm really, at this point, watching for the sake of completion because I'm a fan of the books. But it has strayed wildly from the source material and seems a little directionless. However, I like that this season has more of Rick Worthy's Henry Fogg, the Dean of Breakbills University. I really like how the actor Rick Worthy has made Henry Fogg cynical, arch, nihilistic, and rather a bit buttoned up cavalier about his shortcomings. That is, like any self-respecting gentleman posho, he has vices, but they are under control. Well, barely, but he covers it up well. Rick Worthy has cultivated Henry Fogg through the medium of the script, but also through his little mannerisms and gestures and looks to be almost the living embodiment of an elite university with all its hedonism, cleverness, and grubby underbelly. I don't know if the actor went to a knobby school or university or just studied real people or fictional characters in media from that background, but whatever the case, he does it well. I know he's got the tone right because of how long I myself wasted time on the fringes of academia. Not that I'm bitter, you understand. 
Oh no, not one little bit, really. So yeah, I am still watching The Magicians, and I will watch it to the bitter end. I just hope I don't have to wait too long for that end to come. I am also watching and listening, or rather I will be listening to, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy TV show and radio show again. I revisited the 1981 BBC TV series, and man, it's really good. It makes me want to listen to the original source of all this, and that isn't the TV series or the books, but it is the radio show, which is quite different and much funnier. Shoes, anyone? Oh, the other thing I've noticed about re-watching the TV show is that Ford Prefect is more accurate to the book version of Ford Prefect in the 1981 TV show, whereas most Def actually seems more like an alien Ford Prefect. And he's also got that, and I didn't come up with this myself, I read it somewhere, but it makes total sense. He's got much more of that existential nihilism that the character has, particularly in the scene which both the TV series and the film has, although in the film it's done, I think, much better by most death, and that's when Arthur and Ford are about to be ejected from the Vogon Constructor flagship airlock, and Ford, to either, probably a bit of both, comfort and aggravate Arthur, pretends to find a solution to their predicament, a way out of that airlock. He goes over to the control, and when Arthur says, oh, we're quite definitely going to die, and Ford says yes, and then says, no, no, look, what's this? Mostef does that in a more alien way, I feel. Ah, okay. And on to the next bit that I'm calling the Great Links. Yeah, not Great Link, as it is only a loose DS9 reference. Come on, people, stick with me. Okay, this is me running through every interesting, geeky-related hyperlink left in my browser. There's tech and culture, so there's something for everyone. I have been a little discriminating. I didn't give you every single (laughs) link in my browser. I think there was about 80 of them, and I whittled them down a bit. So, are you ready for this? Here goes. If you are a user of Lua, or maybe other scripting languages as well. Lua is a scripting language. And you are having trouble escaping those pesky backslashes. If you use Lua and you make calls to the operating system, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There is a solution, and that solution, of course, I found on Stack Overflow. The great and mighty Stack Overflow. Oh, and by the way, of course, all these links are in the show notes. Next, 
We are undergoing a current cold spell thanks to global warming and Donald Trump and hideous polluters everywhere. So I was googling low-cost alternative heating and cooling systems and if you two want to look something up, look up or Google or DuckDuckGo the tech string heat pump. It is initially a much more expensive installation option, but once it's running, it should be cheaper, although you need to be in a moderate climate. And I'm not sure the UK still qualifies as a moderate climate, does it? The way we get these crazy heat spells and cold spells now. But anyway, heat pump. The next thing you can Google is Kirill Bonfiglio. I'm going to spell that. K-Y-R-I-L, Kirill Bonfiglio, which no doubt I pronounce wrong. B-O-N-F-I-G-L-I-O. He is the eccentric author of the comic Charlie Mordecai novels about a crooked art dealer, Bon Vivant, and much better than the disastrous Johnny Depp film adaptation. Oh, and by the way, before I go on, I should mention I've mentioned some of these things before, but I wanted to mention them again. Next, there is an MS-DOS sound driver for those of you making your own MS-DOS machines. Next, I found a useful and not-too-long YouTube video by Phil's Computer Lab of a guy building an MS-DOS PC. And that's on YouTube. There is an article in Computer Weekly about IBM's Quantum Q System 1 computer. Yeah, but not actually a great computer, but it does look amazing. Take a look at that at Computer Weekly. I found out this week that in the USA, Lowcast, L-O-C-A-S-T, is the latest organization in quite a few to rebroadcast commercial TV free because of a copyright loophole. Let's see how long they last, because all the others have not lasted long. They have been destroyed in the courts by more expensive lawyers, one would think, and that can be found at the Fast Company. USA Today has a list of songs with thoroughly repugnant lyrics that is going to make you hate pop stars even more. And finally, Romnation is a great source for ROMs. If you're a user of emulators, just watch out for the stupid amount of pop-ups. Ah, what else? Well, this is starting to feel like a fairly packed show, but we've only been going for 20 minutes. Or maybe it's my cold. Maybe I need some more Lucozade. Ah. Mm. 
pardon me while I hit the mute button, make some funny noises and blow my nose. Mute button? What do you think I'm made of? Money? There's no mute button here. There's no cough button. There's none of that newfangled studio desk stuff. There is a fader, a toothpaste cap tube style fader, which is too far for me to reach for. So the mute button is me editing this podcast later. Let's go on to other stuff I I gobbled this week, but isn't worth going into exhaustive detail about. And that included the excellent The Arrival from 1986, featuring a deranged Charlie Sheen. It's a David Toohey film. You will know David Toohey. He is the chap who came up with Pitch Black and the Riddick series. It's one of those films I watched every now and again because I find it fun and comforting. But the best film for relaxing is, of course, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, Yeah, back to the other stuff. Between this point in time and going back to Christmas, I watched a lot of those films I have watched many, many times before. So if you are searching for other things to watch that you might have missed over the years, The Babadook, great Australian horror movie, really enjoyable. The Girl on the Train, vanilla warning, but very good thriller nonetheless. And it stars Emily Blunt, so it's great. Quatermass and the Pit, my favourite Quatermass film, starring the excellent Andrew Keir, who makes the best Bernard Quatermass. In the Mouth of Madness, Sam Neill in this bonkers literary matters getting out of control. Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. It is truly awful, but if you're a diesel punk, it looks gorgeous. The Usual Suspects, Hitchcock, great. Hitchcock particularly funny with that scene with Anthony Hopkins reenacting the psycho shower scene at the movie's premiere. Galaxy Quest, Sigourney Weaver, what else can I say? The original Clash of the Titans and Inception, both are excellent and both I recently bought on DVD. Bohemian Rhapsody, okay, this is a new one admittedly, but I'm including it because it is Queen, man, Queen, and Rami Malek mostly nails British, Asian, slash African, slash other rock star Farouk Pulsara, aka Freddie Mercury, and you can take that from me, another British, Asian, slash African, slash other, who is not, unfortunately, a rock star. The only new TV show I watched this week was The Passage, which you will appreciate if you liked The Strain and The Girl with All the Gifts. But I have a little minor but here. 
This is to the SFX makeup people. Listen, people, TV is constantly getting higher definition, so please make the effort to do better makeup. And finally, time after time, which might as well be called H.G. Wells versus Jack the Ripper, because it is H.G. Wells versus Jack the Ripper, and it is Batty, and it stars Malcolm McDowell and David Warner, and I'm going to watch it after this show while I eat my Sunday... Well, it was going to be lunch, but it looks like it's now going to be dinner. Whew. But now the show's over, and I have food to eat later when I've actually cooked it. Part of it's in the oven, but I've got the rest to actually cook. And later in the week I have books to write, and reading to do, and tape to edit immediately after recording this podcast. And now I'm speaking in a rather halting manner, because my show notes are disappearing into the bottom of the screen. <laughs> Permit me to scroll up. <sighs> Hope you enjoyed the Sunday cocktail hour, or rather half hour. I would like to extend it to a bit of a longer show, but then it might just be me stringing out things to make them longer, like I'm doing right now. The show that you were listening to is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Martha, M-A-T-H-U-R. You're going to need to know how to spell that for the bit that I'm about to say. I'm a writer, and you can find me at RoyMartha.com. See, I told you. And you can contact me by emailing Roy.Martha, do you remember how to spell it? at gmail.com I should point out that do you remember how to spell it isn't part of my email address <sighs> okay let me say that again roy.martha at gmail.com if you want to help the show please review the show in iTunes if you like the show recommend it to a friend if you are reviewing the show on something other than iTunes, I'd appreciate it if you let me know what that is. And that's it. You were listening to Crash, the Geeky Culture and Tech Show, episode 236, recorded on Sunday the 3rd of February 2019, and the time at the end of the show is... 13.03.54. Thanks for listening, and... Bye-bye for now. Bye! This always happens. Okay. If you're still listening, yeah, you can look forward to another episode of Crash soon, but specifically to do with Doctor Who. And we will be taking up where we left off.
from the last time I was talking about Doctor Who. I'll tell you more about that in the show. Ah, okay. Now I need more LucasAid. Because, man, i got some editing to do. Hmm. What am I still doing here? Nothing. Bye. Do these after, after show bits annoy you? Do you find them a little pretentious? Well, hmm. Ah, who cares? Oh, here I am going on and on about God knows what. Look, I'm back. I've just put my veggies in the microwave to steam before I add them to my roast dinner in the oven. And I just remembered something I wanted to mention. I've just seen the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery. And as I predicted, Michelle Yeoh does a bang-up job as the new Section 31 captain. Ah, yeah. I'm enjoying Star Trek Discovery. I'm not so sure about the story about the Tyler story, it still seems a bit muddled. But, yeah, it should be interesting. I wanted to add one thing, though. They're doing the spin-off for Section 31, but I would have thought a much better candidate for a spin-off series would have been Starfleet's Department of Temporal Investigations, those time agents responsible for upholding the temporal prime directive. I think that would have been much more fun. But no, we went for the dark. Black Ops. <laughs> ah, something to consider for maybe a future show. I do know that there were a series of novels based on the Department of Temporal Investigations, so Google that if you're interested in getting your hands on the books and at least reading about the adventures of temporal agents if you can't see them on the screen. Anyway, uh, that's just a little last-minute recommendation. I think I better go now. Bye. Again. Bye. 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 No, really, this time, goodbye. <laughs> you know what this is. <laughs> You'll only know this if you're Morrison. This is the Morrison goodbye. Can anyone tell me what a turnip actually is? Because I'm cooking one. Doesn't matter. If I survive the turnip... You'll hear me in the next show. Yeah, so I had my dinner. And the turnip was okay. It was pretty good, actually. I might have turnip again. Ah. And bye for real this time.